0: Good evening, patriots. And it is still Thursday, January 20th in the year of our Lord, 2022. And we are here. And tonight we're going to talk (laughs) about the foreshadowing of the cabal and what I would say were God's words towards these sorts of things. Before we begin, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com is the home of Bard's branded coffee. So the coffee built for our time, high levels of energy and mental focus for the entire day, while setting a foundation to reset and strengthen your immune system. Expeditioncoffee.com x p e d. Expeditioncoffee.com is the place, as the home, as well of a whole health ecosystem. These products all work together to re-establish your health sovereignty. It begins with the coffee. Expedition coffee. You add to that immune X P. That's an immune boosting. Uh, supplement that is built around pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. We have the gut health triad, which h- helps solve leaky gut. Leaky gut is one of the number one causes of our diet and of us getting sick. And that, I, I, the uh, immune XP, or not immune XP, the gut health triad works to seal that and make boost your immune system in the process. Pure 47 is one of the most refined silver extracts on the market. Nano-level silver extract that goes about isolating pathogens in your body, including the full complement of SARS-CoV bioweapons that have been launched against us, and Earth, which is a full-body nutrient supplement, taking that once a day, like mixing it with water, drinking it like a shake. All of those work together to create a full ecosystem to help reclaim health sovereignty and keep you out of the grips of the cabal's death camps known as hospitals and linked to their death agents, the pharmaceutical companies. So check it out at Expedition, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Also, the Founder's Bible, which is the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition with our Founder's documents worked in throughout Scripture. gives us an amazing lesson in God's Word and in the history of our founding fathers to see how they used Scripture as a living language. You can save 20% off on these Bibles using your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, at checkout. Put it in the coupon section. Get 20% off on these Bibles at thefoundersbible.com. Finally, mypillow.com forward slash Bards is our homepage for Bards Nation. There's all sorts of amazing specials going on on pillow right now. This is the end of the year blowout, or actually end of inventory year blowout. All sorts of amazing savings. 50% off on down comforters. I'm going to tell you their down comforters are unbelievable. I have one. I love it. They have the MyPillow uh, blankets, And there are weighted blankets, they're 50% off. You have throw blankets, 50% off. Waffle blankets, 50% off. Lots of blankets. All sorts of washcloths and towels, 50% off. Just tremendous savings. Women's sleepwear and men's sleepwear, 50% off. All of that available with your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. B-A-R-D-S. And you can find those specials if you go to MyPillow.com. Scroll down to the radio listeners box on the front page. Click on that. You're going to find all those specials there. And also the six-piece towel set for $39.99. Just on and on. Great savings, great specials right now. So go to MyPillow.com. Use your BARD's code, B-A-R-D-S. Use Click on the radio listeners box and take advantage of these amazing sales. The BARD's code can be used anywhere on the MyPillow site, the Frank's Beach site, or the my store site. It's fantastic. All right, Patriots, I want you to listen... To this clip, it's rather stunning. In fact, it was just sent to me a little bit ago, a little bit ago. This is a compilation of a number of clips that have been taken out of an X Files show. I don't know what episode it was, but I do know that it was one of the ones near the end of the X Files series. So either it was in the series, or it was in the there was a sequel series that came out for a short time in an X Files film. I'm not sure which one it was, but this is more towards the end of that. X-Files ran, I wanna say, from for about 10 or 12 years. So this would be somewhere around 2017, 2018. I can tell just by the look of the actors. It was one of the last shows out there, but listen to this, this will be stunning to you. Keep in mind that they always tell us what they're going to do.
1: This man, Tad O'Malley, has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him.
2: Hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist.
1: Uh, Forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts as I understand them cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA unless we gave them that ability. You say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. Or how it's being triggered. I don't know that either. Or why it's happening now. What can we possibly do? We need to act quickly. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about the science. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. But it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tamperings. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. We have to figure this out. What's wrong with the science? Okay. The spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA, okay. Remove the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay, so how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas. CRISPR-Cas9, uh, RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly, but in this instance used as a weapon. You must have a sense of what's happening. Heard the reports? How did he threaten you, Monica? The ultimate weapon, the ability to depopulate the planet, to kill everyone but the chosen. By tampering with their DNA. Science acquired in the 50s.
2: That's excellent. Just be quick. We don't have a lot of time.
1: Ah Thank you, Monica.: You're slowly killing yourself while you hold the world hostage. Oh, well, the world will
2: go on, just in my image instead of God's.
1: You think you can play God? Oh, not God, certainly. They won't know what hit them, but their fates were sealed
2: since birth.
0: They were simply puppets. They were simply puppets. This is a pretty amazing clip when you take a listen to it. In that clip, they identified CRISPR technology, mRNA, gene modification, and the shutting down of the immune system. Except they didn't count on the really awesome bards nation going, uh, excuse me, but, um, I'm not your hand puppet and you didn't put strings on me because we didn't take your damn vaccine, but in all seriousness, Patriots, this is what they do. They constantly tell us what they're going to do well before this. And this is what you need to appreciate as uncomfortable as it is. These people knew this plan. They engineered this plan, and they only needed to find a a correct subject to implement the plan. If you remember, Fauci said at a conference that President Trump would have some sort of a viral crisis. There would be some sort of a pandemic during his administration. He telegraphed it. They told everybody it was going to happen. And again, like it or not, the only way they got this through was to have approval to execute advanced methods in vaccine development that included the deployment of mRNA. That EO was signed in September 2019. So either Trump was manipulated or Trump is guilty as terms of being complicit. But either way, his name is on the bottom line. What we are dealing with here is a diabolical plan that has been around here the whole time. And they told us that's been in our face. And the problem is that with this category of conspiracy, nobody wants to face the truth. When we speak the truth, they say conspiracy. When we say your, your genes are being modified, they say conspiracy. It doesn't matter that Massachusetts Tech, MIT, has proven the fact that the mRNA modifies your DNA doesn't matter that. That's still a conspiracy because they haven't seen the study. And even if they did, they would say, well, I need to verify this. That is how this whole mindset works. And the worst part that we're dealing with right now is not just a cognitive dissonance and not just brainwashing. We are literally dealing now with a cognitive snap, a sort of hysteria that's taken over the whole world. This is now brain damage. And this is the challenge that we face going ahead because part of this whole laydown, and I've been saying this over and over, is that all of this is being executed to force in and fast track the entire concept of the fourth industrial revolution. They're selling technology, they're selling conveniences, and now that they have polluted people with this injection, watch this little game. Because you notice Fochi is the fall guy. I'm willing to stake money on this one, I and mean, I won't, but I'm, I'm just saying. The point is, is going to be the fall guy, and what's going to happen? The drug companies are going to step up and say, we can fix the problem. And they're going to sell the drug companies as the great saviors of our time. So, bottom line is that we're dealing with an entire architecture of, of leadership that in one way or another is completely playing the game that the puppet masters want. And they're all complicit, every damn one of them, in selling a technology to the people that is killing them. Isaiah 50, or Isaiah 5 20 to 30. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for the light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes in drinking wine and valiant men in mixing strong drink who justify the wicked for a bribe and take away the rights of the ones who are in the right. We are dealing with an entire system of elite leadership that for the most part functions on the same premise. People need to be surveilled. People's rights need to be curtailed. People need to be made obedient. And they all play the same game. Both ends to the middle. By deception, we wage war, pitting both sides against each other. We cannot be involved in that, and we can't endorse it, and if we don't condone it, quite frankly, it's a sin. And when people are going to defend it, make excuses for it, they're not walking with God. And they're definitely not walking in the light of Christ. Our mission more than ever is truth. And our mission is to walk in truth. And to find the truth no matter where it leads us. Let me continue. Isaiah 5, continuing at 24. Therefore, as a tongue of fire consumes stubble, And dry grass collapses into the flame, so their root will become the rot, and their blossom blow away as dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. On this account, the anger of the Lord has burned against his people, and he has stretched out his hand against them and struck them down. And the mountains quaked, and their corpses lay like refuse. In the middle of the streets, for all this anger is not spent, but his hand is still stretched out against his people. This is an this passage to me is very telling in the circumstance that we're in. We're sitting in a time right now when so much of the world has walked away from God. And the pressure continues to be on us. And one of the big things we have to be cognizant of is fear. Fear rotting away our, our strength and our root. And it, fear is not necessarily outright fear where your heart's palpating and you're looking at some sort of demon looking at you in the face or something like that. Fear is a corrosive s- sense. Fear is the worries and wringing and of hands of what they might do to you. Fear is the anxiety that goes about over a neighbor and what they might say about you. Fear is, an, is this subtle beast that rolls around the edges and the shadows that nicks away at us and wears us down. When we're literally walking in that place of fearlessness, we're trusting in the Lord in a process and we're standing and reaching for his outstretched hand, which even though, and it says here, even though, Mountains quaked and their corpses lay like refuse in the middle of the streets. For all this, his anger is not spent, but his hand is still stretched out. We have to reach for that hand. We have all been deceived in one way or another, but we've also been willfully deceived at one point or another. And now that we're awakening, we're looking at those that are not just willfully deceived, but they're now complicit in the deception. We have to break free as many as we can. And that's going to come through our prayers, our diligence, and our grace. But we're in a very challenging time. Because this game that's being played, so to speak, metaphorically played, stated, is a game of, for the ownership of our souls. And whether one is blinded by their, by their cleverness, or whether they're consumed by their own self, self-declared wisdom, those egos that are leading us are so easily manipulated by those that control the strings, they lead the people to destruction. And God does not forgive that easily. Those that receive more, much also receive more expectation. And more expectation is put on their shoulders. For he who receives much, much more is expected. And that is truly where we are. Our biggest failure overall has been the trap of idolatry, the trap of idol worship. And we've ended up there because we keep looking to others to fix a problem, we keep looking to defend others that do wrong. In the end, God's not looking to the leader to fix this, He's looking to His children. To stand strong. There isn't any discussion. There isn't any point in saying that God won't use somebody because he'll use everybody. But when we fall victim of worshiping an individual, we get led astray and we will pay the consequences for that action. This is where the repentance part of our life is so important and has to be so active. We literally have to be constantly in a place of repenting and resetting ourselves, which is what repenting is. It's resetting us towards the side of the throne. And we have to be clearing that stumbling, those sins regularly because we have to reaffirm our strength and stand next to God. Let me continue, Isaiah 526. He will also lift up a standard to the distant nation and he will whistle for it from the ends of the earth and behold it will come with speed swiftly no one in its weary or stumbles none slumbers or sleeps nor is the belt at its waist undone nor its sandal strap broken its arrow its arrows are sharp and all its bows are bent The hooves of its horses seem like flint, and its chariot wheels like a whirlwind. Its roaring is like a lioness, and it roars like young lions. It growls as it seizes the prey, it carries it off with no one to deliver it. And it will growl over it that day like the roaring of the sea. If one looks to the land, behold, there is darkness and distress. Even the light is darkened by the clouds. We are in a period right now of the beginning of the storm, in my opinion. The wave of what is coming is going to shake the foundations of who we are. We have to keep in mind that these these that are in power, those that are trying to extinguish us, they truly do see themselves as a chosen. They worship Lucifer as the God, equal or greater to the one God. They see us as lesser and weak. And sadly, all the actions that have gone on here, the compliance to what they've asked, the lunacy of people willfully giving up their freedoms, rolling up their sleeves, taking an injection of something that is openly stated to have been experimental, openly stated to have never been done before, openly stated to not even cure the problem. Yet people did it in the millions. All that has done is reinforce their own black magic. And don't kid yourself, these people are centered around black magic. Black magic, that ability to distort people's worlds, retard their belief systems, re- retard their development, keep them blinded to the true sense of who they are. And it's being used all the time. It's being used in media and symbolism. It's being used in. In frequencies, 5G, digital appliances, it's all around us, constantly reinforcing their message. I've said this before, and I truly mean this. The sad part about where we sit is our God is the one God, the creator of all things. And yet, the Luciferians are more dedicated in their worship to their God than we are to ours. They don't miss a beat. They're dedicated to the symbolism, the rituals. Everything is very precision and precise. And they constantly work within that world. Yet here we are. Why are we not praying openly every day as one? Why are we not repenting every day? Why are we not openly speaking the gospel in the the world? Why are we not proclaiming Christ Jesus in the world. We know these things work. We're told over and over that they do, and yet we don't. Luciferians don't proclaim Lucifer in the open because he's a stealth force behind the scenes of darkness and shadows, but they proclaim him through the many different ways. They use their symbolism. They use their embedded images in in video and in TV productions and in movies They use the stealth words, the whispers, and things behind scenes. They constantly are doing this. And they're constantly seeding within our mind the the ideas of what their God will do. The presence of their needs, their desires, their will, always designed to retard us and keep us from who we truly are. I would say that, you know, at this point in the walk, most of us should be fatigued by the willful compliance of humanity. Most of us should be tired and asking, looking around and wondering why. Why is this constantly happening? Why are we dealing with a, a giving up of our will and our freedom? Why is the corporate sense of who we are as humanity so willfully walking away from what God gave us. I guess the question I have as well is how many of us out here are approaching God with a weeping heart and asking that question? This is a sad moment in time. God created perfection in us. God created an unbelievable being with an ability to work in dimension in work in infinite space, to have unlimited potential with gifts and talents that none of us have ultimately captured or, or mastered yet. God has given us an ability to be have dominion in this world. He's given us everything we possibly need. And yet, there's such a quick knee-jerk reaction to give it all away. And it's all centered on that principle of fear. Fear and the lack of root and founding in him. It's amazing to watch how people literally don't understand, so many don't understand the power of God. The ability to transform moments, the ability to, Create anything and any possibility is right before us as long as we're trusting in Him. But that scene is magic, and that scene is craziness, and that scene is goofy Christian thinking, cultist craziness, or hand tricks. The only hand tricks, cultists, and and craziness is of the Luciferian side. But that again is the, is the occultist thinking and the magic spells that they put on this world. I don't say that lightly, by the way. The ritualistic sacrifices are done for a reason. The millions of children that are trafficked and killed are done for a reason. All of this creates pain. Think about this. As they have, One of the masterful things they have done in this, in this pandemic nonsense and the injection is they have brought a level of fear, anxiety, and pain into almost everybody's lives. We should be working hard at releasing that bondage from us. We should be turning to Christ and God to say, lift it. And we should have the trust in God that whatever has happened, everything will be okay with him. But instead, we fight it. And we fight it in an insidious way. We look to the past. We think of the past events. And everywhere there's a trauma, we hang on to it. Whether that trauma was something growing up or that trauma is something now, these are anchors into a way of being, into a black magic that keeps us from embracing who we are. We've been told over and over to embrace Christ and through Christ to heal all things. And yet we don't. And part of it is as, as the human side of us, there is a desire, I think, for us to feel that pain to keep hanging on to that pain because somehow that pain becomes part of our identity. We can tell the stories of it. We can tell stories of when we were young and something happened and some horrible event was there and how painful and miserable it was because somehow that gives us credibility. It's one of the greatest distortions ever. It's like this idea that Someone talks to you about going to war and fighting the enemy and kicking in doors and shooting a human in the face. I've been around this way too much. And I will tell you, every time you're in a crowd and every time someone tells that story and you watch people that are around, they all get this uneasiness or this wild eye thing. And the questions that come up are always the types of questions that define that the person feels lesser because they didn't kill somebody or because they didn't kick in a door, because they didn't get nearly blown up. It's a weakness in our soul that we have to search out and everybody has it. And we have to find it and get rid of it. We are not defined by the traumas of others. We're not even, we shouldn't be defined by trauma itself. But our experiences collectively are what make us. It's what God intends for us. And if we truly embrace the power of those experiences and that glorious gift of the walk that God's given us in this life, embrace it fully for everything it is. We all rise as God needs us. But this cabal is brilliant. Like it or not, this Luciferian order is masterfully, masterful in controlling the human mind they understand that we are yet children in this world they understand that as children we're constantly seeking and asking but we're also subject to this idea of of being judged or intimidated or being different and we miss one of the most principal points And I think that most of it happens right when we're young. Children are amazing. They're born into this world pure and nearly perfect. Ever noticed how certain things trigger a child almost universally? One we know we see right now, you put a mask on a child and most most children have a fit. It's because they know it's wrong. Adults are too stupid to see it because they've been subject to the programming and training and forming of this matrix. But children see it. Children know it's wrong. But the cabal is even more devious than that because they know if they can have one child speak to another child, they can start to crack that purity, and the parents aren't there to protect them. And that's where the schools are such an amazing tool of the cabal, because parents shuttle their kids off and they let them be subject to the influences which are dark by the teaching teachers of this country, the teachers of our time, the CRT, the Common Core, all designed to confuse them and turn their world upside down to make them easy, pliable, and programmable as they get older. They let them loose amongst the other children whose parents equal parents of often great stupidity that have programmed their kids to, in this day and age, things like God doesn't exist or the vax is necessary or whatever, and they use groupthink to pressure a child. And very few children come out of that unharmed. And there's no parent there to protect them. The one protector is supposed to be the teacher, but they've already sold their soul. They sold their soul to a retirement plan. And nine months of year of work to get paid for twelve. We have a responsibility in a big way in this world because we're not separate but we're connected and this is why when we read as we just read that God is going to has burned against his people on the account of the anger of the Lord has burned against his people that should make us all shudder because all were held accountable in the end The corporate teachings of the church are all nearly dead. The idea of the individual being saved at the expense of the many is alive and well. And even in our churches, the idea of salvation through Christ being an individual effort, it's me, it's me, I got saved, I'm good, don't worry about me. The me culture, the worship of me is alive and well. Our sense of community, our sense of fellowship has to be rekindled. We have to burn that fire brilliantly. We have to stand together. We have to speak out boldly. And we have to lean into this harder than ever before. I do believe that we'll get through this. But I do not believe we're going to get through this easily. And I mean every one of us. This nightmare that we're in right now is not getting less, and it's not slowing down. They're accelerating at every possible pace they can, every possible place they're pushing farther and farther into these technologies. As you hear the Pfizer CEO telling you that, oh, we're going to be back together, back to normal in two months. They announced today at one of the lab's that they've managed to modify the genes in a mouse to trigger the kill gene so that the mouse becomes a rabid and vicious hunter. Think about that. If they do it on a mouse, they're going to do it on a human. As the Pfizer CEO is telling everybody, we're going to be back in two months, you've got Elon Musk advertising that he's going to have his first human trial of a brain chip, Skynet or Skylink, whatever the heck his system is, is the new alternative to 5G, and it's covering the skies everywhere. Space Command is pumping up more surveillance satellites than you can ever imagine, not for the foreign armies, but to, com- to surveil us. You see the illusions that they gave us? All the garbage that we bit down on? Make America great again, as long as you all are tagged, tracked, and located. We'll be just great. We'll be a great new society. we have to start to really, really questioning what's put before us, not taking things simply because someone that we idolize is telling us. We have to look hard at what is said and what is delivered. We have to be critical with our view of where things are and not be naive children. We have to look past what they want us to see. The world of illusion is everywhere around us. The connectivity that we have in our systems gives them the ability to master control almost everything in the digital sphere. From the television news to the radio news of their programs to the internet, they can literally rewrite everything in real time. And it isn't a major rewrite. It's the subtle twists and turns so that truth is always obscured. But there's one place that truth always shows up, and it's in Scripture. That truth, those tools given to us by God, allow us to pierce the veil of lies and deception, allows us to see clearly what's being said by those, even those that we trust. We should be able to question. We should be able to have debate. And when you have those things and you bring that up to an open knowledge, open discussion, then we're moving forward as humanity. One of the biggest traps going right now is this idea of no mandates. Think about this. If I tell you you can't have something, if I tell you, first of all, you have to do something, you're going to tell me no. It's normal human reaction. If I say you must, you're going to say, no, I'm not. Because unless you are afraid, you're going to be very clear in your mind and you're going to say no because I'm of free will. But if I say you can and it's your option and then I add some other great features onto it and people start to adopt it and start to use it, suddenly it's, hmm, maybe I'll think about that. Well, that'd be kind of cool. And we forget to look at all the things we would have said and in an objection. They're doing it right now. And it's happening in such an amazing, amazing way. We have to get smarter than them. And the way we do that is our trust in the Lord and the wisdom that he gives us. I don't say that lightly. It isn't coming through reading on the net. It isn't coming through studying. It comes first and foremost through our connection and trust in God. He provides all the wisdom we need. And as we dig deeper into that, he guides us where we need to look. He guides us where we need to read. He guides us where we need to research. For those that have never touched that, I think that's a foreign concept. Because we don't live in a world right now where we have an active, ongoing, intimate relationship and conversation with the Lord. God is not present in most people's lives. It's an, it's an anomaly. It's an odd thing. It's a Sunday event. It's an event in the pew, whatever. But where we start to shake the world is when God becomes part of everything we're doing. Every living, breathing moment, every hour of sleep. It's an ongoing dialogue of listening and talking and communicating. Because He is our Father. And when we get there, we start to realize our deeper and greater responsibility. We're not supposed to be here for us. And it's not about me or you, and it's not about me saving myself. it should never be about me or you. It always should be about us. And we always should be putting ourselves before Father to make sure that we're clear with that. If we can't live in that perspective, we're no different than them. The one thing about the Luciferian order is it's a cutthroat space, always competing and vying to be the next demigod. Backstabbing each other, fighting for each other. They do a wonderful job of us dancing a facade before us as they seem to get along, but they're all fighting for that position to be recognized and seen as better. When we take our salvation as an individual act that I got saved and I'm okay and I'm not going to have a problem because I'm going to heaven because I accepted Christ in my life, we are the same as them. But when we put ourselves before God and we look across this world and we're reminded of his power and his might and we humble ourselves before him and we're willing to take on the burdens of the world as Christ took on the burdens of us and we place ourselves at the feet of the Lord with that honesty and heart, that humility and that courage. That's what defines us. That's what defines us as the true children of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are humbled here tonight. We stand and sit before you in these times and in these hours where it seems like the world is just getting crazier by the day that the hand of evil that seems to constantly build its matrix of control without any hesitation with nothing stopping it unimpeded as it tries to lock this world down under their vision of total control over your children in this world. Lord, we know this world is dark, and we know that there have been uncounted sins against your children, against all of us, against the elderly. We know this. So, Lord, we just begin by putting ourselves before you and saying, Lord, send me. We say those words with conviction, with honesty in our hearts. We need to have the strength to face judgment, and we do. We need to have the strength to restore this world as you intended, no matter the cost. But that pathway should not be one that we willfully kneel down and say that others should die or that the cabal Has us, and we speak from a position of defeat, but rather, Lord, as you have given us dominion, as you have given us the ability and authority to walk on snakes and scorpions, and authority over all the power of the enemy, and the reminder that nothing will injure us, then we proclaim that here, Lord. We proclaim that dominion over the evil. Knowing that we put ourselves before you and say, send me, send us. There has to be a point where we finally come together and stand together and say no more. And so tonight, Lord, from my heart and as many hearts that want to join in and as many that want to join in in this prayer, we unite and say no more. We'll take the burden of the sins of the world as you need us to be casted upon our shoulders. We will not hesitate for a moment. We'll stand against this evil. We pray for that repentance. And we ask for your judgment in your hand to bring that sword to the world, to separate out the evil and to restore justice that only you can do. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, let us keep clear in our hearts, be honest with where we are, not be deceived by the powers of men, be humble enough to admit when we're wrong, be strong enough to stand up and be that one that speaks out without the need for the many, and be pure in our walk with Christ as we are called. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up and focused. We need a lot of prayer right now. And a lot of that prayer, just keep it centered on truth. To see with eyes of truth. God is with us and he'll never forsake us. But we have a really important mission here. And so much of that centers on our ability to drop the scales from our eyes, to see the world as it should be seen, not the world that we want to be seen. And to speak with our hearts open for God to see truly that we're willing to face all of it without fear. I'll see you tomorrow night for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
1: All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights spent pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see. fit together The space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. Our safe place to hide from the rain